Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So strap in because we are in for a wild ride. I am Adam Wright, your host, along with co-host Justin Tucker, the trusty steed. Now, we had a couple trades that went down. A lot of big trades that have shaken up the entire first round of the NFL draft, at least at least the entire first half. We also have at the end, we're going to touch on this at the end of the at the end of the episode, but there was a massive change in the schedule. We have we now have a 17th game, so we will touch on that. But first, in addressing these trades that have all revolved around Miami, we have brought in our favorite Dolphins fan, Sean Howe. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing great. Just swell. All right. We're going to get right into it. All right. Now, to go into these trades, the first one happened, and it was between the 49ers and the Dolphins. The 49ers wound up trading up to get the number three pick. To do that, they traded to the Dolphins the number 12 pick that they had in this year's draft, two future first-round picks, and a third-round pick. Just a few minutes later, a second trade happens. The Dolphins, they trade back up from number 12, the pick that they had just required from the 49ers. They get the number six pick from the Eagles in exchange, the Eagles get number 12 and a future first round pick. One of the, one of the first round picks that they acquired from the 49ers and they also get a late pick. And so does, so does the Dolphins, but that's, that's not too relevant. Now this affects a few teams and throughout this episode, we are going to go into just how this affects each team that we are going to talk about. We are going to dive right into this. This has a lot of different strings that it uh, that it pulls, and to start off, we are going to go to the 49ers who trade up to the number three pick, and they give the Dolphins a absolute haul, three first-round picks for it, and a third-round pick. Now, guys, does this guarantee that the 49ers are drafting a quarterback? Justin. Okay. Uh, at this point in time, I think. Yeah, it's kind of obvious it's a quarterback. I don't think there's like a transcendent edge rusher in the first round, like a Chase Young last year or a Miles Garrett that everybody's like dying to have with like the third overall pick. I think some of the pass rushers you'll see will come down later in the draft. So I don't think it's that. A transcendent left tackle, no. They just re-signed Trent Williams and they have Mike McGlinchey on the right side. So I don't see any particular reason for that. And I don't really want to take any of the wide receivers in one of the top three picks so as usual it most likely will be a quarterback in this case and I think it's going to be Mac Jones sorry Patriots fans but yeah I think the 49ers like him way more than uh, most of the other talents at quarterback other than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson because they'll be gone before they can pick and so yeah I think they'll move up to try to get him before anybody else can and That'll be the quarterback of the future. What happens to Jimmy Garoppolo remains to be seen. I think this is a step for the future down the line than it is right now. Right. Now, I'm with you on that. I think if they're going to draft a quarterback with a number three pick. You you can just look down the down the history of these massive trade dra- uh, trades going leading up to the draft. It all they always when they dr- trade up give up this much to trade up this high, they, it's usually to take a quarterback, and that's that happens to be the, what the one something that the 49ers do need. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, I think the 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 biggest question is who the I think the biggest question is who they're going to wind up drafting rather than if they're going to draft a quarterback. Um there's now you say Mac Jones that's most likely going to happen based on what's based on the based on past uh reports that's going mm-hmm. on, but there's also Trey Lance they could take. There's also Justin Fields that I've, you and I, Justin, have, we've talked a lot off camera. We agree that's what they should take. Mm-hmm. But what they're going to end up taking might end up being Mac Jones. But after after a pro day that they, that he had, it may not be so certain, you know. Um, so Justin Fields he lit it up during his pro day the uh, I believe it was today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Mac Jones didn't. Mac Jones wasn't so hot. So you know, maybe it isn't. We'll see what happens. But you know, it, it's all a matter of which quarterback they take. All right. So Sean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I have to agree with both you guys. I think they're definitely going to take quarterback. I mean, they gave away a lot to Miami, um, and there's no reason you would give away that much unless you were trying to take a player that you knew was going to go early. Uh, I also agree they're going to go with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, I don't know why. I personally would have gotten Justin Fields, but that's their choice. I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. I think they really liked him, and I think Jimmy G might have a different future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Right, Jimmy G is going to have is possibly going to have a new a new team, and we'll touch on that uh, later on in the show. But uh, moving on to our my your Miami Dolphins, Sean, they move up. To number six, to the number six overall pick, after trading back from number three, so all this movement in just in just a matter of minutes, you have to wonder what they're up to. So, Sean, give us a brief analysis of what you think they're up to right now. Well, when I saw the first trade come across, I was a little concerned, thinking, you know, classic Miami fashion, we're looking too far ahead and not mm-hmm. at what's right in front of us. Team that one game went away from the playoffs last year. Why are we going to look that far ahead? Then I saw the second trade come across, and I realized that front office finally knows exactly what they're doing. I mean, we picked up a couple first-round picks for later on. We were able to move back up. I definitely see us taking a wide receiver with that sixth pick. We didn't need the third pick. We can get exactly who we wanted, which I think is going to be um, Jalen Waddle. Um, and then we have that later pick where we can take an offensive lineman. So we can definitely work on that old line. We can definitely pick up another weapon. Obviously, the front office has shown faith in Tua. I think he's going to be the face of the franchise for the next few seasons. And we've lined ourselves up pretty good for the next two years, even though we had to give back one of our first round picks to the Eagles. Now we've got the first round pick next year. We've got one with the two years from now. And then we also have our own picks coming in, obviously, two years from now. So we've set ourselves up quite nicely for future drafts as well as for this year to come. So looks pretty good on the horizon for us. Right. We are here with Sean Howe, lifelong Dolphins fan. I have to say, it is interesting how they traded back to number 12 from number three and back to six. It tells me that they, uh, they have, they, maybe they have their sights on some, on somebody in this draft. And um, they felt like he was going to, that he was going to go later than, later than six, later than three. And they were like, you know, we need to, we we don't need to pick this guy at number three if he's going to wind up lasting till six. So let's pick up a, a, a few more assets at the uh, in the process. So I think this is a great uh, idea. I think an interesting thing to note is that uh, the guy who was dr- who is projected to be around that six spot, but not in the three spot, 
Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're targeting Jamar Chase. I think they know that he's going to last longer than number three, and right around that six spot, they decide they t- they want to take a few other they want to take a few other assets at the same time. They have I, how many picks did they wind up with? They wound up with about three first round picks uh, in this in these couple of trades, and they get their guy at number six in Jamar Chase. So that if they want to. If they want to surround Tua and give him his shot, here it is. You know, if they wind up with Jamar Chase, think about it. Think about this for a second. They already have Devontae Parker from the, before this offseason. They had Mike Jasicki too as a tight end. They signed Will Fuller, and then they draft Jamar Chase. Like, holy crap! What an what an offense that uh, Tua is going to be working with. And if he and if he can't succeed in this offense, then he can't succeed at all in this league. That's just my basic two cents on this. Justin? I think this is a step in the right direction for Miami. I think they've made steps for right now and in the future. They'll have picks to build upon for hopefully Super Bowl success later on. Not going to happen, but they will have a chance to at least contend in the playoffs, unlike last year. I think they will have a chance to draft a skill position for Tua. I think they do need to add that one more piece, and I think Jamar Chase will fill in nicely. I thought back way back when it could have been Devontae Smith, but after his comments revolving around to it, not really. I don't think it's going to be him anymore. So hopefully Jamar Chase will be there so he can be the number one receiver, and then Devontae can be the number two to get all the tough catches, and Jamar can get all the yard catches, and hopefully make Tua to be a little more successful in his second year than his first year was great job on Miami. Right. I think we can all stand in agreement, Sean, even as a, even as a Patriots fan that good move by Miami. Um, I think Jamar chase is one of those players who's been, who's extremely underrated at this point where just Devonte Smith, the Heisman winner, he's the comments that he's made. Um, he's been kind of in the, in the spotlight and I think everybody's just forgetting how good Jamar Chase is and how great of a wide receiver school LSU really is. I mean, go go down the list. Just from last year, Justin Jefferson, he bursts onto the scene. He gets 1,400 yards, and he gets seven touchdown, pa- touchdown catches. And before that, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, that's just – that's a wide receiver uh, – that's a wide receiver uh, school – I mean, so is Alabama, but, you know, one guy weighed in a, at 170 pounds. The other one, Jalen Waddle, I personally think he's a bust. So now, you know, this you is know, one of the I, – I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, is like either way, Miami knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, the trades happened within, what, minutes of each other? So they mm-hmm. knew that they were going to be able to get back whatever they planned on originally drafting with that first pick. So they knew in the end that this was going to work out in their favor. They got picks for later on. They were still able to get back to where they pretty much started. Yeah, we're three picks down, but we tr- traded with a team that's obviously, we just, as we discussed, is looking to take a quarterback most likely. The two teams ahead of them probably are going to go for offensive linemen. So really, they pretty much are going to get whoever they want. The only reason that I said Waddle over Chase is uh, we're currently hurting for a returner, and I know Waddle kind of specialized in that and speed over Jamar Chase. So I feel like that could also help us out because we were pretty weak in that 
field as well because there's also the special teams aspect of it where we did struggle a little bit. So I feel like they're looking at both pieces rather than just as an offensive weapon as a loan. Just put that Kentucky player back there. Yeah, that's true too. It's a possibility, but I I don't I mean I just I'm bothered that any team would try and take it would try and take and address special teams at the number six pick. No, I'm just saying the, he can do what we need him to do on the offense, but special teams, obviously, I mean, it's important where you start with the ball, and I just think a team that needs someone back there, I mean, our returns last year weren't exactly anything spectacular, so it could definitely help us there, and I think helping all three aspects of the game at this point are the, to get us over that final hurdle, to get us into the playoffs. I mean, we had everything we needed last year to get into the playoffs, and everything went against us. Any little piece will help us get there. Whether it's a kick returner or it's, you know, a wide receiver or somebody who can do both, it'll be that piece we need to get to the playoffs, which is the first step to getting better. We are joined by Sean Howe. He is a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. We're talking about we are going on about the Miami Dolphins in this trade. Um so now t- going going on to another team that is that was also involved in this trade that this that this affects very strongly the Philadelphia Eagles. Now oh. what they do is they were originally what they were originally with this number 6 pick that we've been talking about. They had a high pick and they kind of retreat, they trade back to the number 12 pick, 12 overall pick and they collect a future first round pick overall. Um, now this is a bit of a this is a bit of a blunt question, but do the Eagles know what the hell they're doing at this point? Yes and no. I think they're just moving back in the draft to get capital, but at the same time, why are they doing that? They need talent now. I think you can do that with the number six overall pick. I don't understand why you're going to number twelve when there are much more valuable players that you could get with the number six pick. Hopefully at the number 12 pick, they might be interested in getting a tackle because as much as I like Jason Peters, he's done for. Uh, It's just that simple. Uh, So hopefully they get a tackle to replace him sooner rather than later. Um, I think they're just trying to amass picks so they can either trade back and hopefully get more assets for like later drafts or maybe trade back into the first round and getting more players. But outside of that, I don't know why they would do that. It's a tough situation. They're kind of hard to tell at this point. They are kind of a dumpster fire when it comes to. I don't want to count the front office, like and say that they're trying to count this season out yet, but it seems like they're very much preparing for the road ahead of them next year than they are right now. I mean, they picked up, well, a first-round draft pick next year, so obviously they'll have a couple picks next year to play with. But I don't know what they're trying to accomplish this year by working backwards in a team that, as Justin said, needs talent now. It's weird what they're doing, and I'm yeah. not sure why. All right. Now, they had the number six pick in the draft, and this high in the draft, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a new quarterback they could have taken. There's two wide receivers out there in and De, Devonte Smith and Jamar Chase. Even Jalen Waddle, who they could have who they could have taken. You know, th- there's all this talent up here in the draft, and they trade back. 
You know, mm-hmm. look at the draft projections on just about any uh, this year or just about any any mock draft right now. Who are they going to pick at number 12? Who can they pick at number 12? You had the pick, you had the number six pick, and you had the chance to draft Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, address a real need, and surround Jalen Hurts with some real talent. And what what do you do? You retreat and you go back and you collect another asset? For, to, to me, this tells me that they're kind of just scared. All right? They don't know. They don't want to mess up, so they just want to pick up assets for next year's draft and trade back, so that there's lower expectations. They can look forward. They can look back towards next next year's draft, and they don't have to worry about the number six pick. And now you have now the Dolphins have it. They're gonna draft Jamar Chase or some other talented player, and they're gonna be sitting here twiddling their thumbs, wondering how they can play not to lose. All right, the Dolphins right now, as much as I hate the Dolphins as a Patriots fan, they're going for it right now. They're going for it. They're saying, screw it, let's go for the win. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, they're just playing not to lose. They wa- they don't want egg in their faces. They don't want that publicity. They've had they've already faced some issues early, later late in the season, this whole controversy with their coach. They had to fire Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a whole thing where they're just they don't know what they're doing. And they're afraid to mess up. They've gotten gun shy. And they're going to pass on Jamar Chase. Who are they going to draft? Kyle Pitts? When you have Dallas Goddard? If Kyle Pitts even winds up falling there. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's not much over there that they actually need at, with that number 12 pick. And, yes, they pick up a first round next year, but you're just prolonging the inevitable. And who'd they get that first round pick from? The 49ers. Do you think the 49ers are going to be that bad that that, that pick is going to be high? Absolutely not. This is an absolute – I don't know what the hell to think about this, Dolph, this this Eagles team. There's a reason why they only have one Super Bowl victory in their entire existence because there's, they are a dumpster fire of a franchise. Whoa, 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 whoa. First off, I wonder who they got that against. Second off, wait a minute. You better watch your mouth. Wait, we're not going to just disrespect them. We're not going to be flagrant with them. I will say Nick this. Nick Foles is who they got him against. The point is, they do have a Super Bowl ring on their resume, so let's give them their credit. But I do question on they're just, like, what are they doing? Because as much as I like what Philly is doing, they don't even know what if they even want Jalen Hurts at their quarterback spot. They need a number one wide receiver. I think that's very apparent. If you saw the way the Eagles were, they don't have a true number one receiver, even though I do like Jalen Rager. I think he's going to be the number two where they should have drafted a number one. They won't be able to draft a number one because I don't think Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, or Jalen Model will last that long. Their first round pick next year won't be too good because the 49ers will not be as bad as they were this year because I believe everybody else will be healthy. And 49 is going to be good next year. Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs if everybody can stay healthy. Not going to I thought their draft pick for 2022 was – is it the 49ers? I thought it was the other one. I thought it was our original pick. Is it the 49ers pick? It, I might the, have read it wrong. It, no matter what, I believe both of them no, are played. No, no but I feel like that makes a huge difference if you're picking late in the first round with the potential playoff team versus the 49ers who probably won't fall as deep. But the, I think both will make the playoffs. I don't. Either, either way, it's a setback. 
I mean, yeah. they're going to be farther behind the eight. They're not going to get a top 10 pick out of it. So it's, you know, what are they yeah. trying to accomplish from it? Not only will they not get a top 10 pick, they probably won't address any of the necessary needs like cornerback or wide receiver. And it's not a very good situation right now for Jalen Hurts. And he really didn't need a number one receiver. I mean, just ask anybody in their second year once they had a number one receiver. Josh Allen looked phenomenal once he had a number one receiver. Jerry Hopkins helped make Kyler Murray that much better with the number one wide receiver. That's kind of how these things work. And I think they made a huge mistake not giving him that weapon this year. And I think they will try to draft another quarterback next year when Jalen Hurts doesn't have the necessary weapons to compete, and they'll probably bench him sooner rather than later. And see, they, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And like for someone who's saying that you that you you like what they're doing, you sure aren't showing a lot of optimism in what they're doing either. All right. I like, like what they've done the past few seasons. I mean, they got Miles Sanders, so they know talent when they see it. This first-round pick is in the middle of the first round of the draft this year right now. Twelve. It's at number 12. It's towards the middle of the draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. This first, That first-round pick next year, the 49ers are not going to be bad enough. They're not going to be – they're probably going to be good next year. So that pick is probably going to wind up towards the – bottom half of the first round. So you just you just traded the number six pick for two picks that are that are okay first round picks, but you could have had a high you could have just stuck with that high pick and and taken a Jamar Chase, a legitimate weapon, and if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, that's fine. Go to next year's draft. But now look what you are now look where you are now. Look where they are now. They're they're not they're screwed. And I was I was going to say what says, you know, based on how they're going to finish next year, they could have ended up finishing with a higher draft pick. Now, who knows where that draft pick's going to fall? Yeah. You know? So it's like, what what are they trying to accomplish right now, I guess, is the question. Like, does the, do they know what they're trying to accomplish as an organization right now? Because it doesn't seem clear. Yeah. I need yeah. more clarity about it. I have no, I have no idea what they're. I don't think they know what they're trying to accomplish right now. To quite frankly, you know, they they have, what do they have on that roster at all? You know, they have they have Jalen Hurts, okay. They have Jalen Hurts, who they're not even sure of. They have Dallas Goddard, who they're also not sure of because they may be taking Kyle Pitts, and I like Kyle Pitts. I just don't think he's a need for that team. Out of all the needs that they have, they managed to choose. They managed, and I, I, I don't want to get them in trouble for something I haven't done yet, but they managed to pick, they would manage to pick one position where they don't actually need. They have wide receiver, everywhere on defense, offensive line, and you decide for tight end? Yeah. Give me a break. Not that he'll even last that long anyway. Kyle Pitts? I don't think he's making it to 12. To number twelve, right? So, what what are they gonna take? Like, really? What seriously? What are they gonna take? A tackle? I mean, sure, but yeah. I think they could they could use you know you have a flashy potential star in Jamar Chase. You have another guy if you don't if for some reason you don't like Jamar Chase, you could take Devonte Smith, the Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. You could take Jalen Water. He may not even last that that long. And I don't really like Jalen Waddle. But if if any if any of those players fall. To number 12, it's going to be Jalen Waddle. And if Jalen Waddle falls there, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to be the 
you know, I we haven't seen him. If if he winds up being good, then I'll admit I'm wrong. But uh, if they're going to rely on Jalen Waddle to be a star, then they're screwed. You are way too hard on Jalen Waddle. You are way too hard. Jalen Waddle. I'm not a big Jalen Waddle fan. I I just he he hasn't done it. He he hasn't done anything, really. He he show, he has he has some nice punt returns, but that's about it. I mean, look speed. at that Alabama wide receiver tree he was under: Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith. I mean, he's arguably the fourth best receiver out of that out of those four, and he's still a first round talent, which just still says how talented that receiving core was. If he's such a star, then why is then why hasn't he been able to at least hold his own? He really hasn't. I because haven't seen it. You can't see it in the stats. Because he got injured this season. If you actually look at the stats when healthy, I think he had 22 yards per reception, which is actually pretty good. That's. I mean, that has that's that has something to do with it. That's part of it. His being able to stay on the field, mm-hmm. and you know he's bet he's a senior at this point, so he's played all of these years, and he hasn't been able to make an impact really at all. I think you're being way too harsh as far as I, I really think you're gonna give him a chance. You gotta give, I'll him. give him a chance. If, I, like I said, if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just don't like Jalen Waddle. If any, if if I'm if we're picking out of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle, which one of those receivers is gonna be a bust? It's Jalen Waddle, nine times out of ten. Of course, because it's Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. I mean, you can't argue with the stats and. There's a slight point. chance that Devonte Smith at 170 pounds becomes that's that's the nine that's the nine times where that comes. But mm-hmm. now we are we are with Sean Howe, the lifelong Dolphins fan. We are going on about the this trade, and he joins us now. Going on to the next team. That or several, there could be several teams that this affects, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, before this trade, in fact, and now that this trade happens, and a lot, and it's widely considered, in fact, almost guaranteed that the 49ers are going to take a quarterback, it has raises a lot more questions about Jimmy Garoppolo and his availability. A team that he's been linked to has been the New England Patriots. Now that mm-hmm. we he could be traded somewhere else, but he's been widely rumored to go there. Now, uh, does this does this do these two trades make Jimmy Garoppolo available now um, to be traded in, in the future? In the future, yes. As of right now, no. If we're all in agreement that they're going to pick a quarterback right now, I think he's safely assured that he'll at least play this season. Because I think they'll probably want to make him a bridge quarterback to where, uh, let's say, Mac Jones will learn under him and develop as a player and hopefully get better. And then over time, he'll take over the starting position. And then they'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo with his contract to somewhere like, let's say, the Patriots, for, for an example. Because after Cam Newton's contract is done, because it's only a year contract, they'll be looking for another quarterback again. So they'll probably just try to take Jimmy Garoppolo with his contract. And they still might be a playoff team, because I think that'll be an upgrade at quarterback. 
So I think he will be available in the near future, not now, currently. Sean? I was going to say, I think he's going to stick around at least, you know, a couple more seasons. I don't think they're going to throw Mac Jones in there like that. I think they're going to keep him, again, like he was saying, Cam Newton's contract's only one year. So who knows if New England makes a move or if another team makes a move on him in a couple seasons to come. But I think for now, he's going to sit put. Now, this move, yeah, so this move, the writing's on the wall long term. Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's in the near future or in the distant future, he's gone. If Because they're going to take this quarterback. They obviously have the intentions at number the number three pick to start this kid whether it's uh whether it's this season or in a in a season or two he's gonna wind up starting the writing's on the wall long term it's a the big question i guess the 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 question is will he be available so it's a matter of whether he'll be available in the near future and i think um it's it's unlikely but i also think with how they keep continuously try to say Jimmy Garoppolo isn't available. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't available. Jimmy Garoppolo's our guy. That's BS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you just traded up to number three and you're going to tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo is still your guy. No, he's not. You obviously made this trade because you want to go for a quarterback. Shanahan wants his guy. All right. That's what he's wanted for a long time. He's never drafted a quarterback out of the first round. This is he just started becoming a coach. He wants to get an established guy, be like the Bill Belichick to uh, whoever this kid's Tom Brady is. And um, by doing and by doing this, you know, I think they're just putting up a front to say, like, OK, who's going to be stupid? Is it are the Jets just going to get stupid? Are the Patriots just going to get stupid? They already are. What do you mean? The Jets? Exactly. So that's why they're doing it, I think. It's to kind of say, okay, let's sit here. Let's let's just say Jimmy Garoppolo is not available. And also, while simultaneously trading up here, maybe a team's going to get stupid and they they trade a big haul for this quarterback and they wind up – and they wind up trading him anyways. But at the same time, they could also they could also be actually just holding on to him. This this 49ers team is built to win now. Just looking at the defense, the offensive weapons that they have, the offensive line, that whole team is all they need is the quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy to plug in there and everything just functions right. And if they want to, if they really want to have this kid sit for a year while Jimmy Garoppolo takes them to contention and maybe a Super Bowl again, they already did it once. Mm-hmm. All right, they could do that. They could do that again for one season and have this kid sit, and then Jimmy Garoppolo's out of there. He they trade him. They transition into this new quarterback, and that could be how this whole thing transpires. The forty, the Kansas City Chiefs did it earlier on. In, uh, I believe it was 2016, they drafted – in the 2016 draft – no, it was the 2017 draft. They drafted Patrick Mahomes. They had Alex Smith starting over him for a year. Alex Smith gets booted. He goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the 40, the – meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes, MVP caliber season, 50, tu- 50 touchdown passes, 5,000 yards. Could be something like that. 
Now it's just a matter of whether or not they can hit on this pick because it's it says a it's a it's a big if if they can get a, a Patrick Mahomes even half of Patrick Mahomes to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, do they? So you know, are they going to go with that approach where they're going to take him for a year, or are they going to take what Miami did last year, which I remember with Fitzpatrick, where they'll leave Jimmy G in there until they think Mac Jones is ready, and then make the transition midseason? Because the original plan down in Miami was before the bye weeks got all switched up was. Fitzpatrick was going to play into the bye, and then if Tua was ready, they were going to install Tua and make the transition and run with Tua and keep Fitzpatrick as a backup until the end of the season, at which we determined, you know, Tua is the guy and we let Fitzpatrick go. Is that something we're seeing here? Are they going to wait, try and put Mac Jones in there, see how he does before they officially say, hey, you know, we're ready to let you go? Or are they going to go with the one year thing, like you were saying? I guess it's, it's you know, the risk reward they want to take. It's possible. But when has it ever worked out legitimately with a rookie quarterback? I'm not saying it's going to work out. What I'm saying is, like, maybe they want to try him out in, like, maybe they try to put him in. You know, they put him in. Now they have the option to say, okay, he's clearly not ready. Let's put Jimmy G back in, you know. And it just gives them a baseline of where they want to start for next year. Because you also don't want to assume that a rookie's going to be ready and then he's not ready. It could be. And it, it gives them a baseline. Definition. It also de- depends on your definition of success because the 2018 Ravens made the playoffs and it was with the l- rookie Lamar Jackson. Uh, right. but so it really depends. That wasn't prime Lamar Jackson. You can you can no. see a clear difference between 2018 Lamar Jackson and 2019 Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but at the same time, he was still plugged into play and he still succeeded with a six and one record. Yeah, he'll absolutely, you know, he'll get better, obviously, over the first offseason. Most rookies do. They go into their first full year of training camp. What I'm saying is you'll see the potential. Is there potential there? Like a lot of people say, Tua, the potential isn't there. And a lot of people argue it is. But Miami's front office thinks it's there. And so they let Fitzpatrick go. They said, we don't need you anymore. But they had him around at the time that they were trying to figure out if his potential was there. Just in case it wasn't, they re-signed Fitzpatrick, let Tua go, whatever. You know, Deshaun Watson was at one point in the conversation of a trade with Miami. Obviously, Houston's holding out on him. So it's a matter of does San Francisco feel comfortable with whoever they're pulling in? Or do they want to try him out a little bit before they fully let Jimmy G go and commit to this? Because committing to a quarterback is a hard decision for any team to make. It's possible. I mean, yeah. Now, like to give him reps, like to that extent, just give him some reps, see if see what he's got. That makes sense. I just hope I just don't want him to get hurt. I uh, like you know you you this guy is your number three number three pick, the franchise. He's your he's your future, and um, you don't want to overwork him. Now well, you hope, I understand. Now, like the reality is. Mo- the vast majority, in fact, there's never been a quarterback to lead a team to a, 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 in his rookie season to a Super Bowl. There's only been two who have, who have in their first year starting, have ever won a Super Bowl. Can you guess those? Can you guess those players? First year starting. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. First year starting. I can't guess the second one off the top. Are you talking about Tom Brady? It rhymes with. Tom Grady. I just said Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Two, play, two players ever and to win in their first year starting. And not, none have ever won in their, rookie, in their rookie years. All right. Now, but the second years, 
The second years are where players absolute in the league is where the players absolutely explode. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, his rookie year, he wasn't he it was all potential from him. Second year, MVP candidate. Jared Goff could barely throw the football. Next year, he's next year, legitimate starting quarterback. Year after that, MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes didn't start his first year. Second year, MVP. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. He was mainly mainly a running back almost. He barely threw the ball. Second year, second year, massive leap, leap unanimous MVP. Mm-hmm. First year, Tom Brady was Tom Brady didn't start. Second year, he wins his first Super Bowl. He bursts onto the scene. It always it's always that second year, and you have to be careful with how you with how you treat your rookie quarterback because you don't want to ruin him. Yeah, it's that first off season where they all, you know, they finally get adjusted to the program and get to get that first like full experience. Because you'll notice that with every quarterback that's come through, the second year is always better. But I feel like there's things that front offices look for to see potential in players because it's I don't want to say it's easy, but you can tell like what a player's what you can work on, and then things that just aren't going to change about a player. And I think that's what Miami did with Tua, and I think that's what San Francisco might do here with Mac Jones. They go, okay, yes, he is a perfect fit. You know, we're going to work with him this offseason. We're going to let Jimmy G go. We see he can do what we want him to do. We just got to get him there. Or no, he can't do what we want him to do. We're going to trade him away, get some draft picks out of him, and re-sign Jimmy G. You know, and I think it comes down to is he what they're looking for, or can they mesh him? into the quarterback they're looking for. Right. We we're, we certainly hope that. You know, if imagine this winds up being a massive – this guy winds up being a bust and they traded all these – Yeah, that would be – it'd be reminiscent to when the Redskins tr- traded up to get RG3. They traded all that draft capital to get RG3, mm-hmm. and RG3 winds up being a bust. I mean – his rookie year, he did help the team get to the playoffs. He was never the same after that knee injury. It's, mm-hmm. It really is unfortunate what happened to him. Uh, there was and there was a lot of other players. The Jets traded up for Sam Darnold. We still don't know who's, what Sam Darnold is, by the way. Uh, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, two other players that teams traded up for. They they're doing okay. They've had some success here and there, but that is something to pay attention to that team that teams that trade up this this like this far and give up this much to go up and take a quarterback high it's not much of a track record um mm-hmm. i believe it was field yates who pointed that out um all right now we're gonna go a little bit away we're gonna go away from the tra- the trades that happened we're gonna go away from the draft and we're gonna talk about uh, the NFL season, which and the NFL has announced that they have extended their season to 17 regular season games. They'll be taking away one preseason game. Now, there's been a lot of mixed reviews about this from around the league, from players, fans, uh, media members alike. Now, what do you guys be- what do you guys think of this? I personally don't like it because I'm still trying to figure out how will all of this work. I'm usually used to seeing like 16 games as as much as I want to see a 17th game. If I'm in the position like the Dolphins uh, last year where I have to at least win the game to at least maintain, I'm not 
mm, I'm not really too much happy about it because you can always lose and there goes your playoff spot. So I'm like, why why not just keep it a 16-game regular season but, and give us a week off? I'm not sure like, how will this work. Will we get two weeks off or will it just be the regular one bye week? Um, they already said there was no extra bye week. Well, there's that. And also, like, it's just weird. Like, 10 and 7, 9 and 8, 16 and 1. <laughs> Adam was pointing these things out to me. And it's like, it sounds wrong when you're thinking about it now. And there's players in the league right now that don't necessarily like the idea of playing 17 games because we agreed to 16 when we signed the contracts. 12 and 5. <laughs> I mean, so I just think it opens a can of worms that shouldn't have to be opened. I mean, look at thirteen and four. Doesn't that just bother you? Doesn't that? It's okay. It's okay. Ten and Deep breaths. Like the thought of ten and seven on a record. Mm. There's no more eight and eight. It's either eight and nine or nine and eight. Nine and eight. Nine and four. No. If you win 16 games, that doesn't mean you're undefeated anymore. It means you have a big, fat loss. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. No, and I and I think it, you know, it's weird and it's interesting, but it also opens up what happens to salaries now. You know, you told this player, like Justin was saying, you're, you know, we're signing you for 25 million to play 16 games. So do you now pay them extra? Do you pay them the same and space out their paycheck? And now what happens to salary cap? So if you have to you know, pay them more and teams start going over the salary cap because they're told, you know, oh, you have to pay them for the extra week. Now what happens is the salary cap goes up. I really think this has just opened a lot of conversations that are going to have to happen before the season or otherwise you're going to have salary cap problems, players saying they're not making enough. You know, so it's just opened up a can of worms that I think they shouldn't even have gone near, touched anywhere close to. They should have let it be. 16 games was enough. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they decided to open this can of worms, but they did. That's a good. That's a very good point. We're here with Sean Howe. He's a lo- lifelong Dol- Miami Dolphins fan. He's our personal friend. Now, mm-hmm. looking at looking at this NFL season being extended, there are so many. There's now. Look, I'm. There, I'm I'm very on the fence about this. It's either that now there's some great there's some very good things about this. We get more football, of course, and good. there's more there's more of a chance for teams to make a, make the playoffs now. On the other side, there's other there's some bad things about this, where you know the NFL um, this is going this creates higher risk of injury, because now players have to play a full 17 games. Rather than 16, this could shorten players' careers in a way. I wonder if this will make a difference that one extra game. But you know, p- teams play 16 games a week, and that extra every game counts because those are such. There's only a few NFL weeks. There's only 16. Now there's 17, and that's another thing to add on is that now that there's more games, the games don't have quite as much meaning. You know, it it's always a playoff battle, and I wonder if this is going to affect the competitiveness early on in the season where they're just like, oh, we have a full 17 games. We have an extra game to make it in. You know, it's, you know, it, it may not make that big of a difference, but it, it, sh- it could show a little bit 
if the NFL season's getting extended. I mean, I love having the extra football, don't get me wrong, but there could be some extra uh, repercussions to this. I never even thought about your point, Sean, to say, you know, that this could affect their salaries too because maybe they want – I mean, I wonder if that's going to be spread out throughout the games a little more or, you know, we don't know. Maybe they want to be paid extra now or maybe the salary cap goes up because now players want to get paid more and they can't pay them more because, you know, there's the salary cap and they want to play – they want to be paid to play that extra game. You know, like it's – it's like this play – this – you know, this – um. This season, the way it is, it already ter- it it's a grind. It you know pl- there's a reason why there's a whole injury report where players are dealing with injuries throughout the season. It's because NFL football's tough, mm-hmm. and now they have to play an extra game of it, and they're gonna want to get paid a little more. And on top of that, they may have this, they might make the playoffs, and a team that wins the Super Bowl or goes to the Super Bowl, they're gonna wind up playing 20 games in a season, where they're gonna have to put give it their all. You know, it's just I I don't know how I feel about it. I love it, and I also hate it. And I guess that's the way I can I'll say about that. Hmm. I I did see a thing earlier that was mentioning that if the league's going to do this, they might as well just make the playoffs have eight teams instead of seven, mm-hmm. and have no buys. And they should if they're going to extend the season, they should allow another team in. Uh, I was listening to that earlier on somebody else's show. So I don't know if they're going to go that way, but I, I was listening to that. So I don't know how much the NFL is planning on changing. I don't know. You know, obviously I, we already talked about the salary cap and stuff, but it's like, are they going to add another team to the playoffs? I mean, they did it last year. And as we saw this, what was it? Super wild card, super wild card weekend or whatever it was, you know, it went well. And so is there an argument for another team to be added to the playoffs or do they leave that the way it is? Or do they go for a complete overhaul? You know, they sh- they should keep the playoffs. That that's a different argument to be had. But I think they sh- I mean to touch on that real quick, they should absolutely te- keep the playoffs how how they are. No, they people should. were just people were just right. bringing it up relevant to the week seventeen conversation of if we're adding this, should we add you know another team? Which is another conversation that the NFL might have to have with its players too. Add another. They already have seven, and which I I still I think right now is. No, a little too much. I, I a like too much. I like two teams having a bye. I I don't know. I, maybe I just like things staying the same. But I I do like. Ha- it's it's a big. It's more of a fight in the regular season. Think about it that way, because you know teams want team, more teams are going to want that bye, and teams are going to have more to play for, and mm-hmm. you know I'd rather take that 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 late season late regular season fight for the playoff spot and playoff seating rather than some some crummy wild card round where it's the Cle- the 10 and set 10 and 7 Cleveland Browns versus the 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 11 and 11 and 6 god the 11 <laughs> and 6 New England Patriots you know like i just don't i don't want to see that i want oh, to I, see late regular season fights i 100% agree with you i just it was something i came across where everyone's like well if they're doing this you know why don't you know they're opening this can of worms. Should they go there? And I was just curious what you guys thought. I bet you wish it was eight so the Dolphins can make the playoffs. Listen, that was last year. I'm, we're moving past that. It, it, honestly, even if we made the playoffs, we would have had to play Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know how that would have went. So, Y'all would have been the seventh seed, and y'all probably no, would have we to... been We would have been the eighth seed. 
would have been it, the last seed. Yeah. Would have faced the Ravens, so maybe that would have been a been a free pass to the divisional round. Like Psych. <laughs> we're killing them. We're killing them. Nope. 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 Yeah. We're winning that game. They're they're, they're winning that game. Not beating us. Absolutely not. This year, we're, we're, yeah, no. we, we weren't going to win that. No, no, two as a rookie, we weren't. Nope. No, Three sorry. picks. The golden sombrero. Three interceptions. That'll do for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.